Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mike is moving stuff around on his desk Mom's show. Mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. Isn't it forgetty? No, it's got vomit on the sweater already. It's Mom's spaghetti. Oh, I should know the next words to this. Why can't I think of them? Because you're not hard. I'm. I'm. Yeah, I used to. I love Eminem. Actually, used to be. Used to be. Rock He's nervous, but on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting the About words. Spaghetti. No, the words he wrote down. But and the crowd, they roar so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words don't come out. He's choking now. Everybody's it's, it's joking. Wow. <laughs> Naturally, uh, the clocks run out. Time's up. Over. Wow. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. See, there you go. There it is. Show. Well, you know what? They're getting it right now because you fucking questioned me, and I'm hard. I'm you know hard what as a rock. Moving on my desk, by the way. Rock hard. Envelopes to send stickers what? to our patrons. All right. So if you're a patron, Patreon.com/slash. Well, you know what, Michael? I created the Patreon. How does that have, sound? Have you ever made a Patreon post? Uh, I think so. In the last two years. Honestly, the, the, one of the funniest things, I, I'd say this all the time, Mike is one of the very few people who can make me laugh I think I'm going to use a loud. green pen for these pages. And letters. when we, we try, Mike and I have had many ideas that have come and they've failed. W- one of the ideas that's been successful has been this podcast, but one of the ideas that we tried and failed was doing a, newsle- a newsletter, like a, a, uh, a monthly, the monthly God. newsletter. Just, it was an ill-thought-out idea, but regardless, one, you Mike and I, Tony. Mike and I were going back and forth. We were fighting over stories on Blue Shirt Banter, making fun of each other. And Mike did, I have to find it, but he did a, it was like Lego people. And he goes, he's talking about, Mike is talking to my Lego guy. And he's like, <laughs> I, I say, Mike, have you finished doing 99% of the work yet? And it was so true. It was such a true comment. It just, it hit my soul. So yes, Mike is great. I'm he does a, lots a of things. Meal that you've mm, you really, you really are. And I apologize for for that i'm very sorry i've totally taken advantage of you and that's not right um ladies and gentlemen teats are sore from you suckling at them the the new york rangers have traded for jacob truba uh not spaghetti and a lot of your questions no longer make sense so uh, new questions have come in what i'm going to do because this news literally broke five minutes ago is i'm going to try to run through and make sure that we get it all the correct takes, how long does it take to make spaghetti uh, however long it takes to, to boil so water maybe only five minutes <laughs> maybe so we're gonna go through if we miss your question i apologize like we we really try to be very good about that but this has been a crazy show especially since you've already listened to the flagship and some crazy shit happened on that all right let's begin 21 milan 12 and we're gonna kind of quickly go through this because we've stayed up far too late on this um how likely is the resign for truba even though the trade is a steal you'd think they'd have some inclination he will resign to give up first so i will tell you that According to Elliot Friedman, the New York Rangers were not permitted to talk to Jacob Truba, but I would think 90-10, the Rangers re-signed Truba. Uh, 91-9, Price is Right rules. 91-9, okay, son of a bitch, you want to be a bitch, that's what it's going to be. Um, Andrew McNitt, his original question was ruined, I guess now what are your thoughts in general on an offer sheet with the team shaping up to be more competitive? Marner, point. Meyer now with the Sharks broke. This is an interesting question. Um, yeah, Sharks don't and, have a lot of money left. We have talked about this a lot 
like what the Rangers can do, what they want to do, what the idea is behind it. Remember that because of the Adam Fox trade, the New York Rangers do not have next year's third slash second. Right now it's a third round pick. When Fox plays more than 30 NHL games, it will become a second. So the only offer sheet the Rangers can put on the table is a monster four first round picks offer sheet. However, it should be pointed out that on the 31 Thoughts podcast with uh, Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick, they've talked many times about how teams can go back and renegotiate for like a pick like the Rangers could find a way to get that second back and it wouldn't necessarily be a giant headache like just to throw that out there it's not like that door is closed and it's never going to open again I just wanted to make that point also spaghetti we're really in on the spaghetti huh I'm having it tomorrow it's on the mind well what kind of spaghetti are you having this, you know, basic comes in a box, and then heat, heat up some uh, some meatballs, some meatballs you get from there. The, some meatballs from the grocer, meaty balls. Um, okay, next question because Mike can't stop talking about spaghetti. Um, Anthony McHale, is our defense good now? Nope. Well, uh, wait a minute, Michael. <laughs> uh, just hold the fuck on right now for a second. I've never heard you hit that octave before. Wait a minute. It's. I would say it's good. No. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's great. I know I'm not First saying. First of all, neither you or I know what the hell this defense actually is because they have Shattenkirk, Truba, Adam Fox, and D'Angelo on the right side, and on the left side there's Brady Shea, Mark Stahl, uh, Jesus, Brendan Smith, and yeah, it's uh, and like, like who, who who do you have on the third pair as, as your left side, Libor? Like, this defense still needs... If Brendan Smith and, and Mark Stahl are still here and the Rangers move on from Shattenkirk, then this defense is definitely has a lot more offensive punch than it had, and it's more fun. I still wouldn't say it's very good. I'm not... But here's the thing. It, it's... Is it going to be good next year? Maybe not. But the Rangers have a core in place now with D'Angelo, with Truba. Well, but is it? Because I would say the Rangers' defense is is good. Um, it may not be good next year, but the Rangers have a... Choke on your own spaghetti for that, the, son of a bitch. I don't, the Rangers' defense isn't terrible. Let's put it that way. And it depends. You have Lundqvist coming up through the system. You have Ke'Andre Miller coming up through the system. Hoof, there's a lot, there's a lot Recob, to be... there's all sorts of things. Oh, Rikov. I forgot about Rikov. Forget about Lindgren. It's just... Mike just forgets about Lindgren all the time. He doesn't like him. Actually, he's his favorite prospect. Uh, Bobby Callahan. Is Jeff Gordon a wizard? Is he a wizard? Um, I think he'd be a squib. What, what is wrong with you? Yes. Right now, Bobby, Jeff Gordon, Like, if, if you told me that he was floating, just levitating right now under his own power, I would believe you. I, for the life of me, and really this question, while in jest, does make a really good, it's a good summary of the fact that this is insane, that the Rangers acquired Truba for the 20th overall pick in Neil P. Like in your wildest dreams, Mike, your wildest dreams, wildest dreams. would you have thought that the Rangers would get Truba for a 20th overall pick and Neil Pionk? No. Not in your wildest dreams. But a wizard is capable of, like, bending the laws of reality. Which had to have happened for this trade to go through. In, I just, there, there I just is, hold a higher standard for wizardry. In a, in a, well, I'm the clear dungeon master, which you're not, 
So let me tell you that I am the master of wizardry. In In the realm of realistic trades, and this trade is so good for the Rangers, it might not even qualify as a realistic trade. This was as good as it was going to get for the New York Rangers. Easily as good as it was going to get. If, There's, if the Rangers got a dragon egg back in return, then he's a wizard. Do they? But do they have somebody who could walk through fire to hatch it? Don't know until we start burning Rangers. <laughs> so what? Which one do we go for? Like Zuccarello would have been my first choice. Like he's got to be a fucking wizard, and he's gone. So now what happens? First of all, Zuccarello's a Hobbit wizard. At best, he's clearly race Hobbit, and then class wizard. God, it is so clear why I am the obvious dungeon master. Uh, Richard Cologne, just to put some X-lax in the pop brownies, okay. Uh, who would you take at one had the Rangers gotten the first overall pick? Hughes. Jack Hughes. You take the center. 100%, yeah. You, you, if nothing else, you take the center. But I'm really happy the Rangers are getting Kako. Uh, Nick M. Term obviously being a major issue and others better suited to win now. But if Florida lands Panarin, I think the Rangers should do whatever is necessary to get Joe Pavelski. He's the consummate pro and will lead by example for this young group of forwards. Three years, $8.5 million. Let me hit the timeout button pretty hard on this. Ready? I'm hitting the timeout button. I love you, Nick M., because you're somebody who listens to the podcast and you ask the question, which means inherently you are better than the other people who do not ask questions. You're good people. That said, the New York Rangers, the only splash they should be making it forward is Panarin. If you swing and you miss on Panarin, you're done. Don't worry about it. You have Kako coming in or Hughes. You have Krofstov coming in. You have another year of Hedl. You have another year of Anderson. You have an, like The only thing that Joe Pavelski would do is just block a spot Joe for other players. 34. He's 34. He did just have a 64-point season. Yeah, he hasn't. His numbers really haven't dropped off. He scored 38 goals. Yeah. He, he's... Thing- his age one, the injury took in the playoffs too. Like, there's a couple things there that I would just be like, like uh, I don't, I don't hate the idea of Joe Pavelski. I just, it would, be, it, it doesn't fit. It, it just, he's a, he's a radically different player than Panarin, and that's not to take anything away from him. It's just like the age difference between those two players is part of the reason why Panarin is so coveted like there's a reason why it's Panarin is you know the focus of most free agent talk and you know before Stone sign you know the sign and trade and you know ending up in uh in Ottawa like I mean I'm sorry ending up from Ottawa in Vegas I should say like he was talked about in a similar vein is because like there's not a lot out there for forwards I mean there's Matt Duchesne and like that comes with its own like I after seeing what Jeff Skinner got, I am backing away from the table when it comes to Matt Duchesne. It makes me nervous because uh, he just had a huge year and, you know, he plays center. So that's going to add to his value. And good God, did, did Jeff Skinner get paid with a just so much money ID? And I would not have done that deal. I don't I think there's a lot of general managers who understand why Buffalo did it. It's 40 goal guy. And you want to build something there? You want someone to play with Jack Eichel? But holy hell, $9 million. By the way, two people have attempted the trade in NHL 19. And both of them, not only was the trade rejected, but they got like snippy with them. 
Yeah, they got a little sassy about it. The, the NHL general manager got snippy with them. I, oh, Jesus, what a day. What a week. What a fucking month to be a Rangers fan. What a fucking month. Um, yeah, no, no Pavelski. Um, I believe this is the Andrew McNick question that is obsolete. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, let's see. Who Do we ask some of the Truba questions? Yeah, why not? LGR. Does it make sense to trade for Truba if there is no Rangers defenseman going the other way? Um, already a mess of defenseman if Tarmo goes back anyway. So this is a really good point, and it probably is something that we should discuss, the fact that the Rangers did send a defenseman the other way, that it was Neil Pionk. What a huge, I mean, again, what just masterstroke by Jeff Gordon. I'll phrase it to you this way, Joe, because he was a name attached to it. If this trade was Pavel Buchnevich and that 20th overall pick for Truba, I would still think this was a great trade. Say that again. If this w- if this deal was Buchnevich and the twentieth overall pick, so Winnipeg's pick, straight up for Truba, I think this would still be a win for the Rangers. You know, I would have had a little bit more of an issue with that, and I probably wouldn't have been thrilled because here's here's the issue, and I, I've I was going to talk about this on the flagship, and then I didn't. Well, yeah, but like, and and I've had to come. I'm this discussion, like this Truba discussion, has forced me to come to grips with this. I keep saying you don't know what you have in Buchnevich. That ends at some point, and the some point is this year. You can't keep saying that. He'll be 25 at the end of this year. There needs to be... He needs to show me this year that he deserves all the shit that I take for him day in and day out. And I still think he's a very valuable player. But the Buchnevich that I'm worried about trading to a guy, for a guy like Truba... That guy hasn't been there yet for the Rangers. He's close, but he hasn't been there. So that would have been my issue. But like getting rid of Pionk, and, and it, it's a horrible thing to say because this is Pionk, the hockey player. This is not Pionk, the person who you know came up through the NHL. He was a very good soldier for the New York Rangers. There's that aspect matters. Somebody just got traded to Winnipeg. Um, I just, hoof, what a trade. What a trade. When was the last time that something, like, it was the Zibanejad trade that yeah. something rocked you like this? Yeah, we're, because the, the Zibanejad trade was, especially because Broussard was such a popular player, but even then, it was clear what Gorton was doing and looking at what Zibanejad already was and could be, it was just like, oh, this is a win already. It just, this will just develop into more of a win, and that's what this felt like. And before that, it's probably the... Probably the you know the giant McDonough Gomez trade goes up there as another trade where you just felt like oh my god they got what like they put together what here and that's what this like it's still early and we don't want to be you know hyperbolic or anything but like this is it feels like a great deal uh, I'm I I just I, I just it's want, so I good wanted, that I want them signed and I just want to figure out the D because that's the way my brain works it's, it's so right, good that happens. I'm questioning it. The dominoes have to fall. That's what uh, I want to know. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm beyond questioning it. I just think what happened is Sheveldayov negotiated himself into a corner with Truba, and then, you know, he had to make a decision. I'm just surprised it happened the way it did, especially after Carlson signed. Well, yeah, and there was bad blood there, so there was a lot of shit that... But, like, again, uh, th- I said this on the flagship. I'll say it again right now. There had to, had to, had to, had to. Be some type of 
conversation that these are the teams that he would accept, you know, a trade to and sign long term. But the Rangers weren't allowed to talk to him, so who knows? I don't know. Next question. Uh but up but up but up. Larry D'Antoni said, Would you rather the Rangers trade for Truba or Ristolainen? Um, Truba by a mile. Truba by a mile, and they did, which is amazing. Okay, hockey stat minor. Boy, this is everything is like Truba related because of the Brooks story, and there was not enough time for people to re ask the question. But let's go. So, hockey stat minor says September 1st comes around. The New York Rangers don't get Panarin, they don't get Truba, they don't get Duchesne, they didn't trade Kreider. They do get Kako, assume status quo for how they did with RFAs, whatever. On a scale of 0 to 10, how much of a disaster is that? So assuming that's true, a 2 for me. It's not. You don't get Panarin. You don't get Truba. You don't get Duchesne, and Duchesne would be an issue. You don't trade Kreider, fine. You resign him, whatever. That's not a disaster. You get Kako. You bring in Kravstov. You let the team grow from there. There's nothing wrong with that. That would have been an absolutely fine thing for the New York Rangers to do. Yeah, I'm where you are. I think it would have been like a two or a three to me because the mis- like it's not costly not to pull the trigger on stuff. I think like there's a missed opportunity. What's more costly is you miss out on Truba or Panarin. And then you go ahead and you make a different decision. Like you say, all right, I guess we're going to go after Matt Duchesne. And then you pay Matt Duchesne whatever the hell Matt Duchesne's going to make in free agency. Um, and then you obviously, I think the team that gives Matt Duchesne, you know, whatever the hell he's going to make, $8 million a year or whatever, we'll see what happens. Like, they're going to live to regret it, in my opinion. It's not that I don't think he's a good player. I just think you have to be very wary about paying guys after like career years especially when you know given what Matt Duchesne went through in Colorado and everything else like he's he's an interesting case but I just oh boy like the difference between Duchesne and Panarin to me is the difference between like a lake and an ocean like you want you want Panarin so much more I it comes down to avoiding like the panic move or the like, all right, we have to change tactics. We're calling an audible, and then as an audible, we're going to throw an interception by giving out a bad contract. That's not a bad... Like, it's better to just kind of say, well, we missed, and so we're going to sit on our hands. And, like, that's why I agree with what you said, Joe. If you don't get Panarin, make small moves. Make depth moves. Well, and especially... Even more now. Especially a thousand more percent now. more now. Yeah, especially now. Like, because you've, you have you won. You won. You fucking won. Um... Max Baldassari just asked, Joe, only Joe, bitch, what do we think an extension looks like for Truba if you had to take a wild guess? So we talked about this a little bit on the flagship as well, but I'm thinking it's going to be a seven-year deal because remember, the Rangers can't max him out at, um, the Rangers cannot max him out at the eight years because he wasn't on you have to play for the team for a year he wasn't on the reserve list at trade deadline right so that the trade deadline so can't do that i'm gonna say seven years i don't know 55 60 million dollars i'm gonna think somewhere around there yeah so That's, that's my bet evolving wild the twins haven't projected the most likely deal is five years at at about 7.35 I would not be surprised if the Rangers, given the fact that they traded for him, are they probably want to talk to him about the seven-year deal. Um, and, you know, given the fact, like, given what we saw Gorton do with, 
you know, go long term on Brady Shea. To me, it kind of makes sense, right? So the Twins have Truba at seven years at pretty much seven million on the nose. Seven years at seven million. So forty nine, fifty million over over seven years. I would feel really comfortable with that. He's he'll be twenty six in February. So you know, seven years from now, he'll be you know thirty three when that deal comes off the books that that seems really good to me joe that seems really really good to me i would do that yeah but again you've you've just won and like adam says if you're gonna overpay overpay for somebody like truba don't don't overpay for lemieux um Next question. Oh, so hockey stat miner. Just to double down on that. Now that the Rangers have gotten Truba, it's a zero. If you don't get Panarin, zero. There's no. There's yeah. zero disaster. You've you yeah, you got you a got, huge piece. You got Adam Fox and Truba. Like the chance of the Rangers getting guys with the draft picks they gave up for those guys that will be a guy who can make a difference within three years is is was like. Zero, like zero to slim. It, it, there's, it's highly unlikely they would have been able to get a player who could make the kind of impact that Fox and Shuba will be able to make. So short term and long term, it's a really, really good fit, and it's directly addresses the team's greatest weakness. It does raise questions about what else happens on this blue line, but I'm sure that's something we're going to talk about with after the dust settles, Joe, because the next show we record is post the draft. Oh, Jesus, can you... Friday, two days from when this goes yeah. into your ear, unless you're listening very late Tuesday night because you're a degenerate, um, which, you know what, you're not a degenerate because you're listening to us, so... Yeah. Why, you, there you go. why do you attack people so much, Where does well, that come from? Because you attacked me, and I got sad. When I learned I... it from you, Dad. Oh, God. I learned it from you. Next question, and again, I'm skipping over some of these, so I apologize... Um, do you believe, oh, Tyler, oh, Jesus Christ, Tyler, uh, D. Perdomenico, I butchered that, Tyler D. Perdomenico, Tyler D. Tyler D. Perdomenico, tell me how to say your name, Tyler, I apologize. Tyler D. Um, do you believe if the stars aligned, can the Flyers and Rangers make a swap with first round picks plus Kreider? Considering Hayes doesn't seem like he would sign in Philly. So Hayes is apparently, and again, this is another question that with the, the 20th overall pick, it's, you know, it's moot. Unless you meant swap the Rangers first round pick, which they, they wouldn't do. Um, Hayes, and everybody said that Hayes was going to sign for like this crazy cheap deal. And then I don't know if Hayes read Twitter or maybe his fucking agent did, but they were like, yeah, uh, no. So apparently they're working towards a deal, but now it's inching up near $7 million, which makes sense. Yeah. Remember when people were talking about him at, you know, at 25? Five, you know, yeah. Five the, we were talking about that today. Yeah, that's uh, that's out the window. Uh, oof. I don't even know. I don't know. Oof. We thought we were getting him to come back. Imagine that. Yeah, I love Kevin Hayes. I don't love so do I. north of... Like five and a half million. Uh, Kevin Shevladilov, General Manager of the Wing of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, 
Yeah, There's a quote on Neil Pionk. Quote, he's a real competitive player. When you do the research on him and talk to different people about him, he's a competitor. So you gotta End quote. To- sees him killing penalties, possibly on the power play. Oh, Literally the worst way you can use him. Possibly in a shutdown role with Morrissey. Literally the worst way you can use him is in a shutdown role. Um, uh, we have a new patron from Great Bit- Great Britain. How the hell? God damn it. No. For, you know what, Michael? This is what we're talking about right now. Don't do that. Mr. from Great Britain, I hope you're an Arsenal supporter. We respect you. Who is it? It's Craig. Craig, we, we support you. You're a hero. I'm just trying to think of the... The giant stamp I have to get at the post office. The post office. The mail dispensary. Well, that's the way that it goes. Um, Jamie Bussold. Hey, guys. All of you do a fantastic job, so thank you. Do you ah, think we are... Jamie, thank you so much. That's do you think we are nice keeping you. 20 or using it in a deal or a chip to trade you know up? What, Boom. I think we're going to use it. I think we're going to use it. Yeah, I'm just, you know what, just a guess. Thanks for the, for the compliment, and I think we're going to use it. I think we're going to use it. Uh, next question. We're pretty good at our job, Joe. We are. We're the fucking best podcasters in the world. Uh, Fish Jesus, what would a good New York Rangers team look like in three years, only using players currently in the organization, plus one of Kako or Hughes? To right. simplify that, who's not going to be here in three years, Michael? All right, let's, let's go down the list. Mika, he's here. Uh, I just said the, the players who are not going to be here. Oh, he wants the players who are not going to be here. No, I'm, he said, he's asking who will, but I'm saying it would be easier if we said who wouldn't because of how well, young the I'm Rangers trying are. To help, I'm trying to help our, our listener but very well. I think Kreider's gone. I think Nemesnikov's gone. Stroma's gone. VC's gone. Uh, Bleski gone. Jesper Fast. I could see either way, but probably gone. Um, who else would be gone? Who else? Would Smith be gone? will be gone. Stahl and Smith will both be gone. Shattenkirk will be gone, in my opinion. And uh, you know what? I think Tony D'Angelo will be gone. Ooh, I don't. I think and D'Angelo I think, is around. Obviously, I think Lundqvist will be gone. Yeah, well, Lundqvist's contract will end, so. There you go. There you go. So, who's left there is Brady Shea. Almost everybody. Brady Shea, Jacob Truba, uh, Adam Fox. And among the forwards, it's pretty much just Mika Zavanejad and the babies. Like, you know. Panero in 2020, I'm only reading the question because you are a patron. Um, hey, Joe, Mike, Greg, and Ryan, with what seems like the incredibly steep price that it will cost the Rangers to get Truba, do you think the Rangers are better served standing pat and letting one of our rivals overgive for him? The Rangers somehow made the greatest trade in the world. Thank God this broke when it did, because if we did all these questions and then the trade happened tonight, People we wouldn't be able to release this Q&A show. We'd have to completely redo it. People would have said mean things. Uh, Drew Way. Joe, how honored are you to have the host of the Best New York Pod make an appearance on your pod? Well, Mike is on this all the time, so. Hi. See that? Also, PSA, if you want another home run swing name for the 20th pick, that likely will still be on the board, Nick Robertson. But that pick is gone now, so. Here's a great question by Josh Zarkin. Josh. With Lindy Ruff still around, how much of a negative impact will it cause to the D, regardless of the change in player personnels? By the way, mayo, better than mustard on sandwiches. Fuck yes, Josh. you goddamn right. Mayo's first of all, Mike doesn't like egg sandwiches. That's the first thing. So that's what you need to remember. Mustard, uh, but like, I understand the people who like mayo. There's nothing wrong to me about liking mayo. I just think mustard is not appreciated like if we talk about like if like you know the best pound for pound fighter joe if we talk about like pound for pound to calorie count 
Mustard blows everything out of the water. It's zero calories. There's nothing in it. Yes, yeah, so I will tell you that I am dieting right now, and I'm doing a calorie-restrictive diet. Honey, you look great. Don't and mustard has been my go-to for everything, yeah. Much mustard and hot sauce, because there's no calories. I could put mustard on a saltine cracker and be happy. Well. To answer your question. Uh, a lot. Lindy Ruff shares responsibilities for the team's defense with Greg Brown. Uh, and it's like, but he's also the guy in charge of the penalty kill. And that, I think, is where we can really kind of hone in on what happens. You can, by the way, you can see uh, the roles of all the That's all, folks. Behind the bench is that cab. Oh, wait a minute. Who said that you could just plug shit? Me. I did. This is not your podcast. It's it's at least half mine. Um, not so, what the contract says with like, explanation. <laughs> so looking at that, like it, I was one of the people. My fingers are crossed that Lindy Ruff would move on for obvious reasons. Uh, you know, he was connected to a couple jobs, including the Flyers job, and then you know I was hoping something would happen there. It didn't. I I just that it, it is a problem. We can't pretend it's not a problem. What I would hope is that we see. You know, Lindy Ruff and Greg Brown collaborate to put together a better product now that there's different tools in their hands. And maybe, you know, a guy like Neil Pionk being off the board will help them avoid some of the mistakes that were made. Because obviously, you know, the Pionk and Stahl pairing was just a goddamn train wreck. So we'll have to see what happens is, is the unfortunate answer. But I, like Joe, I agree that it's it's a negative impact. The good news is I don't think Lindy Ruff is here long term. It just doesn't make sense that at this stage of his career that he'd want to be, you know, an assistant coach for, you know, three or four or five years. I just, or I should say three or four or five years more. I just don't see that being very likely. Final two questions. And we apologize to the people that this is an incredibly short, only half an hour for the Q&A. But, um, yeah. Joe doesn't happen. love you as much as I do. Well, uh, Mike, Mike is ready to sell your organs and take them from you. Uh, professional tag appreciation account. Okay, what would be considered a good return for Kreider if they decide to move him? Would be a good turn a return for Kreider if they decided to move. So this question takes on a new light now because we did think the Rangers might need to use Kreider to dangle to get Truba, if you remember. Um, hoof. Ah. Late first and a prospect. Y- you know, I was going to say either something like that, or if you get a team. In the top 15-ish. Like maybe Edmonton feels like they need him. Even though it's only for a year. And they can try to keep him around. You could talk him them into that. Maybe Buffalo. That's why I think it'll be a late first. Because he's yeah, just one year. I, I just... I, I don't... It... Kreider's very delicate. Because he's a guy that you instinctively want to keep around. You inherently want to keep him around. But that contract is not going to look great. Depending on how long it is on the end of it. Uh, I feel like Kreider should be signed or traded by the draft. The Rangers are going to want to know then. That's my guess. I don't know that for sure, yeah, but that's my guess. If we don't know Chris Kreider's fate by Monday's show, uh, I'll be very unsettled. Surprised. Yeah, He'll be unsettled. And you know what happens when Mike is unsettled? He has rampant diarrhea. Um, Johnny Alo, last question. Why would I you don't. Say that? Well, because that's what happens when your belly's unsettled. Um, I don't know if you guys play Zelda. Do you play Zelda? I've played a Zelda. Mm-hmm. I know about Epona or 
Epina. Oh, well, that's... Are you, did you read this question? No. Are you serious? You swear on my life. Yeah, I swear on your life. Oh, how do you pronounce Link's horse's name? Oh, I've always, I always said Epona. His fiance and him got into a heated argument over oh, this Oh, no, once. this is a big thing in video game community. This is also the way people pronounce uh, what Magikarp evolves into in the world of Pokemon. Well, what, what could you pronounce this as? Some people say Epona. I say Epona because, like, it's it, E-P-O-N-A. And to me, that's like Pony. So it's the pone sound. So Epona. Epona is how I pronounce it, but yeah. now that you've said, I've never th- even thought of Epina, but so I could I, see Epina. When I first heard about this, I got confused. It's like, uh, I always said as a kid growing up, Gyarados, and then I met people who said Giarados and people who said Gyarados, and the the latter two pronunci- pronunciations were people who I did outright judge and thought less of. Huh. I always said Gyarados. More, did you ever see the guy who... Um, he was playing a joke, and he had this guy on Twitter, and he was talking about how Link was actually Zelda, and then he was trying to prove to him that Link is Link, and he's like, the guy thought that he was putting a link, like an actual link that he could click on, a hyperlink, he's like, there's no link, he's like, no, it's Link, oh. there's no link, it's amazing, look it up if you don't. It sounds uh, like cyberbullying to me, Joe. Okay, you know what, this is exactly why Mom's forgetting. is Mom's forgetting. He's nervous, but he's common ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd roars so loud. He opens his mouth. Why? You brought this on this world. But I don't like going hip hop mode. I just talk about mom spaghetti because it's fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for listening. We apologize for this one being short, but obviously most of the questions. I think you you should all have a great week. Celebrate Truba. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy the draft. Uh, Be safe. Have fun. Uh, Be nice to people around you. And uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash blue shirt banter. Leave us five stars and a nice I'm comment sorry, on our, iTunes. Our vulgar language scares away apparently some of your significant Wives. others. Well, yeah, l- listen, Mike talks about his genitals a lot, and it's very inappropriate. But that's why we put the explicit tag on there. So, if if I was a Care Bear, you would be a diseased, three-legged grizzly bear that is like all it eats is rotten salmon. That's what you would be because you're filthy. You proud of what you just said? I am. You'd probably be a pirate. They'd fit you for a peg leg, and people would hear you coming, little thunk, hitting the stones as you're going after diseased salmon. Why would the pirate go after diseased salmon? Because you're a pirate bear, you dummy. Oh, being a pirate bear sounds awesome. With disease? Well, I wouldn't. I would cure my disease with my pirate skills. Yeah. Good luck performing important medical procedures with those claws of yours. Well, I'll.